Good evening, friends. Thank you for tuning in to Flat Top Fables with your hosts, Doc, or Justin, whatever you'd like to call me, on this lovely mid-October evening. Standing out here, going for our little walk, looking at the beautiful stars, seeing the Milky Way above my head, seeing Orion rising up from the horizon thinking about autumn in Appalachia. And that's what tonight's episode is going to be about, is we are going to talk a little bit about autumn in Appalachia. We're going to talk a little bit about Orion and apples. I'm going to tell you a story about sugar maples. We're going to talk about pumpkins, sunchokes, and kale. Hiking. The sounds of Appalachia, the smells of fallen Appalachia. And then we'll talk a little bit about me, Doc, here on the Mamus Pharmacy and things that I do. I think since we're outside staring up at the sky, starting our walk, first thing is we should talk about the sky. I love the sky in the fall. While the sky in the fall and the sky in the summer, um, the stars are in completely different places. Uh, I like fall evenings probably the best because it's crisp outside. Uh, sometimes if you come out bef- when after all the leaves have fallen, you've got wonderful different views of the sky than you did during the summer. It's also a good night to put out a blanket. But probably the biggest thing is you get out earlier. So since the sun sets over the mountain sooner, you get to come outside and just gaze up at the stars and get yourself a laser pointer and help you identify the constellations. And if you've not looked into the stories, there's some wonderful star, star so- stories out there You know, we may address some of those stories in future episodes because there is some wonderful tales in the sky above. Also, this time of year, spectacular for apples. So I plant a lot of apples and pears. My pear tree is spectacular. Uh, the, the The pears I have, they're like, giant in your hand Uh, also it's kind of dangerous to walk under them like we've joked around maybe you need a hard hat to walk under some of the pears because when you shake the tree they're just huge and enormous and loud and rock hard not all of them but some of them are but wonderful tasty pears great for pear cider And we're going to be planting more apple trees because one of the things in Appalachia that I've learned through lots of research is most all homesteads had apple trees. And apple trees were very important 
this time of year. They were ways to make apple cider, ways to make wonderful desserts, ways to make apple jack, and ways to make apple cider vinegar. So it's like a complete medicine, enjoyment, meal combination in just one tree. If you have some late season apples, I, it's one of the homesteading things that I say. If you can grow apples, you probably should. So something, uh, apples. I have, I think, 10 different species of apples growing here at the moment. And every year we try to add, I try to add more trees and add a few different new types of apples so that I can get, I can try something new, see how well things do here. Apples are an important part here on the farm. Sugar maples. So sugar maples are those, those trees at this time of year where you might be out on your hike and you see those pop, those vivid oranges, those vivid reds, those yellows most likely in the maple family. So the other thing is with maples that I find very intriguing is they're very good at phenology. So phenology is one of those things that helps you identify the clues that Mother Nature's giving you to predict what's going to happen, to tell you what happened yesterday and what could happen tomorrow. So it's a, it's an, it's a, it's like a calendar and gives you some hints on what to expect. So if you have sugar maples and you're having the cold, brisk nights, the sugar maples are going to stay more red. So they do that for two reasons. One, they stay red because the different chemicals in them uh, help retain the sugar and Red is also fairly good at low light photosynthesis. So if you're having early cold evenings, then what the tree is predicting is it's going to be a very cold winter. Or at least it's going to be a harsher winter, more than just your casual winter. So it's trying to hold on to the leaves and it's trying to absorb every bit of sunlight into the leaves as it possibly can. Now, if you have milder fall evenings, you're going to have the yellows. So the yellows, they don't seem to hold on to the tree as strongly and they're easier to compost and they break down quicker. And it's because the tree hasn't spent the energy to make those little solar panels work as effectively. They've decided that, you know, the, the, the winter's not going to be as harsh, and so we don't need to plan as hard. You know, when spring comes, they'll have enough energy save, saved up from the roots, and we'll be able to pop out and get all of our leaves back up. And so knowing the difference between the red and the yellow, not only does it tell you what the weather is, but also giving you some clues on what the winter could bring.
the pumpkin's kale and sunchokes. So we haven't had our first frost yet. Um, I'm predicting the first frost very soon. So the hard frost and the soft frost. So a hard frost, for those that might be wondering, a hard frost is any time the temperature gets below freezing for a sustainable period of time. So a few hours. So a soft frost is it just kind of dipped down below freezing for maybe under an hour. Maybe it dipped up and down throughout the course of the night, but it didn't just stay below freezing for an extended period of time. Most plants, most hardy plants can deal with a few soft frosts, but hard frosts, it's usually the sign that tells the plants, nope, we're done for the year. So, but things like pumpkins, sunchokes, kale. I've noticed, especially with sunchokes, um, you get a better, sweeter taste after a hard frost. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with all of the good things that's still in the stalk and the leaves get sent down into the roots and the combs. Mm. Pumpkins. I think they taste sweeter after a soft frost. And kale. Kale just likes winter. If you've never grown kale, kale just enjoys colder temperatures. And so that's one. Also, if you're wildcrafting, uh, something that is very very noticeable after some frosts is rose hips and that is especially if you live in a area like me with lots of multiflora rose you can't eradicate it so you just have to figure out a way to use it so the little red berries that you see at the end of the rose bushes um, those get sweeter and sweeter the more you get in the closer you get to winter so I actually like to wait for a couple frosts to eat them. Now, if they get too sweet, you're going to be competing with the birds because at a particular point, they get sweet and soft and easy and the birds just love them. So you have to find that window of when to pick your rose hips. But also, be forewarned, very high in vitamin C. So do not eat a lot of them. Make sure you know your tolerance of vitamin C. Good thing is you can't overdose on vitamin C. The downfall is, is it finds a way out of your system. So you might be uh, spending some time visiting the uh, the toilet. So be forewarned. But vitamin, but rose hips, very good in vitamin C, and one of my favorite snacks going hiking in late fall. Speaking of hiking, late fall, actually, really, any time of fall. I love hiking in the fall. I love it just as some of the leaves have dropped their leaves, but there's still enough leaves on the tree, so you get the vibrant colors, you get that crunchy sound. You also get that smell. If you've never experienced the smell of like slightly decomposing leaves um, with just kind of a dirt aroma to it, with the breaking down leaves, the dirt aroma, and just being in the woods, and how the woods are getting quieter and quieter as winter approaches, mm. you definitely need to spend some time hiking in Appalachia in the fall. If you don't get to do it this year, make sure you plan a trip in the near future, and do a little research on figuring out when you want to do it just, just before peak, so you'll see peak season. That's when the colors are the most vibrant. If you go hiking just before peak, uh, you will 
be absolutely rewarded. It is an enjoyable time to go hiking. I probably do most of my hiking this time of year. I spend, while I do spend a lot of time outside and I try to spend as much time in the woods hiking, I think fall is where I spend, like when you break it all down, I am in the, in the woods more in the fall than probably any other time of year. Even as a wildcrafter, I think fall is great because there's so many, so many options. There's some late season mushrooms, chicken of the woods. There's uh, sometimes there's some extra blackberries this time of year. There's the rose hips that we talked about. And there's also, it's a good time to start searching for your the roots for different types of wild crafting. So that's why fall. And then you get the different migratory birds that are passing through. So if you like seeing birds you're not used to seeing, great, great time. So I think we'll wrap it up with talking about what I'm doing here on the farm as fall approaches. So things that I have to do with fall approaching is with the barn, we have to start buttoning everything up. So that might mean figuring out, making sure there's what windows need to be covered in plastic. Um, It might mean looking to make sure that there's no crazy leaks in the roof because once snow comes, it's really hard to do any type of roof maintenance. Uh, checking the doors and checking the seals and figuring out what the plan is to get each of the barns and each of the enclosures ready for winter and each require slightly different instructions and things we will talk about that also in a future podcast there's that there's also preparing my mind because going from project 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 to once fall hits we have less and less projects to work on which also means I get to rest more. Not complete rest, because we do have to go out every day and still feed the animals and water them and and check on them. But it means that the big projects outside won't be getting done and going more and focusing on planning for next year. So we will do a whole podcast on getting your garden permaculture ready, what you can be doing now to getting your garden ready. And maybe not now because there's still some stuff growing in the garden, but maybe after our first frost. So in maybe a week or so, we'll be talking about that. And I'll get into more detail of what I do to each of my different beds, how we tuck them in for the winter. Uh, I also am changing out my wardrobe. So we're now leading into more of a layered wardrobe. So, uh, making sure that I have plenty of clothes so I can layer clothes because here in southern West Virginia, layering clothes is very important because sometimes the morning might start off really cold and throughout the course of the day it might warm up. And so you need to peel off some layers. And then if you're working all night, all day, it might cool off again. You need to put those layers back on. So you know, getting my wardrobe swap ready making sure I've got the good boots, making sure I'm switching over to my wool socks, and also getting things ready like the different types of uh, fall beverages that we drink. I love hot apple cider. Uh, If we're going to to brew Applejack this year, getting everything ready to make Applejack, and, you know, a few other 
just little things, you know, of course, preparing your car, checking your car, making sure your car and your other pieces of equipment that you may also be using throughout the winter, that they're ready to go. If you have pieces of equipment that you're not going to be using, you get those buttoned up and ready to put away so that they're extremely safe and useful for next year because uh, not properly storing a piece of equipment will make future you very sad. And, and a few other things that you might put. I think one of the things that's often often overlooked, and, I, and I'm going to end with this because I think it's important. We talked a little bit about it, but getting your mind ready. Because every season is a completely different mindset. We've, If you're new to homesteading, you're new to rural living, you're new to the country life, you're, you don't really notice, you complain about the weather, like, I need an umbrella today, or, oh, it's going to snow, I'm going to need to put on the snow boots. But when you're out in the weather, and you're out participating with nature, instead of trying to control it, you're participating with it, it, every season, there's something exciting, there's something stressful, there's something beautiful. And preparing your mind go into that season and go into that stage and prepare for what you're going to prepare for. The the thing with autumn is it really is preparing you for rest. The plants are going to be resting. The Some animals are going to rest. And some of your animals are not going to make it through the winter. It's going to be their next journey rest. And these are things that you have to plan for. So October can be a very topsy-turvy month. November can do the same. So these are just things. It's important to also prepare your mind, body, and your surroundings. So I thank you guys, everyone, for joining me on this uh, lovely little stroll today. Uh, If you like this kind of stuff, I have a Discord channel, discord.gg backslash xdrfirefly. If you uh, want to try to get a hold of me, I stream on all your favorite streaming services, DLive, Twitch, Kick. It's xDrFirefly. You can find me on there as well. You can find me on xDrFirefly on Twitter. I'm still not referring to it as X yet. And you can find me, join me, ask me questions. Come along for the ride. Anyways, friends, thank you again. Look forward to talking to you again next week on our next week's adventure. Stop.